Yo, what is going on everybody? Isaac Mashman here and you are now listening to another episode of Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman, the show that is all about helping you become a more capable individual through me sharing my experiences and knowledge in business, life, and personal growth. Have a special episode today and it is a Q&A format episode. This is something I've never done before, but it's something that I figured was necessary uh, to answer some questions. And so what I did last week was I made a post saying, hey, drop your questions. It could be covering business, marketing, uh, you know, sales, whatever it might be, or it could be even a personal question. And I took a couple of the questions I received. I have five of them and I'm going to be answering them in this video. Uh, well, I say video, but it's also audio. This is both audio and video format. I have the video of me recording. Don't have anything planned out. You could go to the YouTube channel to watch that. If you're watching this on video, then yo, what is going on? I see you right over there. So let me go ahead and dive right in. But before I do, I want to go ahead and discuss the fee. Now, the fee isn't monetary. It's not me having to sell you a product or be an affiliate for a company that I don't really believe in. It is me asking you to share this episode and share Chase the Vision with a friend, a family member, a business partner, somebody that you think can get massive amounts of value, just as much value as you got out of my content and out of my words. Um, and, you know, Pay it forward. That's all I'm going to ask. I'm not running a bunch of advertisements. And without further ado, let's dive right in. So I have five questions, uh, and this is coming from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the number one question that I got was from Bobby Wheeler Jr. on Facebook. He's a phenomenal life coach, and I don't say that you know everybody can just be a life coach, but this is somebody who uh, I can tell just based off of his content that he really does care about his clients and who he works with. And he asks, what steps? do you feel are extremely overrated in the scaling and growth stages of business? Now, my answer to Bobby and to anybody who is looking to scale, it is advertisements. I feel like all too often people think that advertising and spending a bunch of money uh, on Facebook advertisements and Twitter ads will somehow magically save their business, their product, their brand, and that simply isn't the case. The, the great thing about ads is yes, you can develop more attention, and if you're really good about optimizing who you're targeting, you can get a lot of attention for relatively cheap. However, what I see is a lot of these businesses that are looking to scale lack the proper brand image. They lack the proper positioning, which means behind every single dollar that they're pushing to market and pushing behind their marketing campaign and their advertising campaign, they are not getting the right conversions, which means they're ultimately throwing money away because, hey, I want to buy from a brand that looks amazing. I want to look from look and buy from something that has, has a solid reputation. It has something of value. Uh, it has you know, all of my answers addressed right on the biography or on the website. And uh, just because you spend a couple hundred dollars per day or even more than that on a marketing campaign, that isn't always going to be the answer. And so I think that that is overrated. Now, there is a time and a place for ads. Now with my own company, we're not to the point where I wanna run ads and I don't think we ever will. This isn't a, a particular business model that I see advertisements as being extremely beneficial for what we have going on. And instead, we're emphasizing word of mouth and referral based business, which I recommend every single company does the same before they look to 
actually spend money and spend some of that revenue and that profit in an attempt to increase their returns. Something to keep in mind. Great question, Bobby. I appreciate you, uh, you know, for typing that and taking the time to come up with that. Next, we have Umar M, U-M-A-R-M on Facebook. Now, he doesn't have a last name. I've seen him comment on a lot of my different stuff. How do you initiate a, the conversation? Okay, this is what he's saying. How to initiate the conversation with a fellow business owner the right way. Now, this is something that I have been creating some content going out against uh, because there are so many different uh, sales guys that are super unprofessional and they, they just try to pitch you on the first message. You send them a friend request or they send you a friend request, you accept it. And then two minutes later, sure enough, they're in your inbox trying to sell you the latest, greatest product and uh, thing that they have going on. And I'm not saying that there's nothing you know particularly wrong with that innately, but those rates are going to be extremely low because you have to build rapport. You have to build trust. You have to build a level of connection with the person that you're trying to work with. And what is going on is if you're coming into my inbox trying to pitch me right off the get without knowing anything about me, what I have going on, if what you're even providing is something that I need, then... I'm going to turn away from you and I'm going to give you the cold shoulder, right? I've started doing this uh, TikTok series and Instagram series called Buy My Service Bro that people are loving because I get pitched up and they're like, yo, buy my service, bro. And uh, I'm not going to do it, right? I'm going to work with friends. I'm going to work with family. I'm going to work with people who I consider to be experts and professionals who aren't just in it trying to get favors from me, right? I want people who I can work with and have a friendship with long-term. So to answer your question, how do you initiate that conversation? It's as simple as sliding in the DMs and saying, hey, what's going on, Jack? I just came across your profile, dude. I'm not trying to sell you, but I saw that you love coffee or I saw that you're in the Dallas area. Uh, I would love to you know, learn a little bit more about what you got going on. I'm actually looking to go to Dallas. I'm actually a huge fan of coffee myself. And this really varies based off a of situation and based off of what the person has on their profile. And it also varies if this is in person or virtual. And for the sake of this uh, you know, question, let me go ahead and address the digital one. It's all about finding an area based off of their profile that you can connect with them on. Right? If they are a coffee drinker, if you see them working behind a computer in a Starbucks, uh, if you see them you know, with an iPhone, or if you see them with an Android or a MacBook, you can connect with them on the most minute level, right? And so you're saying, hey, man, I see that you're recently working at Starbucks, man. Man, I wish that I had the ability to go out and do that right now, right? Still in lockdowns, right? You could even take everything that's going on right now and use it to your advantage by having an additional layer of connection with somebody because you're relating to them on their pain. You're able to relate to their inconveniences. Or you're able to, if you're doing the opposite effect, say, yo, I absolutely love coffee and it looks like you're drinking a macchiato. What kind of it, what, what kind of macchiato are you drinking, right? Uh, if you find somebody who's a massive coffee drinker, you can get into a super, super geeky conversation talking about light roast, medium roast, dark roast, etc. Um, and so it's really just about finding that connection, finding that opportunity for you to come in and then pry open their I guess you could say trust. And I'm not saying this in a light way and I'm not saying this in a way of like you're abusing the uh, you know content that they have out, but it is about trust. And so you find something that you can connect with them on and then you learn more about them. You develop that relationship. Don't come in thinking that, yo, I'm trying to sell you on the first date you know, type of thing, trying to uh, you know instantly become married and you know have our vows, but rather view it as an opportunity for you to get to know somebody. And then from there, you learn about their family, their occupation, their relationships, their current situation financially, what their goals are, why they're doing what they're doing. And uh, if you see an opportunity for you to eventually 
potentially sell them, that's how you go in. But go into it thinking about, yo, what can I do to provide value for them without charging them? And then how can I build out my network and be of service to them, right? You have to be of service. If that means that they're looking for a specific referral, you could say, hey, um, I'm not trying to sell you, but I, I do want to know who do you typically look for for referrals because I'm connecting with new people such as yourself every single day. And who knows, I might be able to make that next point of contact for you that leads to a business transaction. See what I'm doing there? So Umar, great question, man. Continue that support in the uh, you know, content. Greatly appreciate you. Then we have Hindsight. Now this is actually, he is the lead audio producer on the Mashman Ventures team. Uh, his real name is Mitchell Hines on Facebook, but Hindsight, man, he is a fantastic audio producer. And so I wanna make sure that I answer this. How did you get confident in the unknown? How did you get confident in the unknown. This is not something that I can just say in one simple answer and say that, yo, I automatically became confident. And to be truthful and to be honest, I am still battling with certain things about myself and my image regarding confidence, right? I don't come from a household of confident people. Nobody in my house was ever extremely confident unless it was in areas of their own expertise. But as, you know, uh, in general, right, when you're talking about life, nobody was confident about life. And I think that very few people in my family were ever confident in themselves, which is why they you know, transitioned and targeted narcissism. They had narcissistic behavior or they try to act like the bully. And this is also in friendships in school and uh, progressing into business. You know, everybody's trying to one up you. They're trying to feel like they're better than you. And it's really just coming from a place of ego and not actual confidence. The most confident person is the person who doesn't have to go out of their way to prove something. The alpha lion, right? You're thinking about the lion and the, and the pride is not going and hunting. The lioness of the pride and the, the several lionesses, right? If we're talking in terms of a lion pride, they're going out and hunting. The lion is sleeping during the hottest point of the day. So if danger comes, the alpha lion is able to get up and protect his family. And that is the same exact thing when it comes to having confidence. You don't have to express your confidence. People are able to sense it naturally. If you're watching the video version, I'm having hand motions, but I'm not doing hand motions for no reason. It is a natural expression of my own confidence in my speaking ability. And it did not always come this way. I used to shirk down. I used to be quiet. I used to, you know, run away from the camera. Literally when I was young, when I was in, not even young, when I was in my, my, let's see, senior year of high school, I ran away from the camera. I didn't want to have photos taken on me because I was self-confident about my smile. I was self-conscious about my looks, about my weight, about my hair, about my name. And then over time, I noticed that I was becoming self-conscious or that I was self-conscious. And then I started chipping away like, you know, Michelangelo and the statue of David. I believe it was Michelangelo who did the statue of David. Could be entirely wrong, but regardless, you know, he's chipping away at the marble shaping this piece of rock in the image that he had in his mind. And that's the same thing I did with myself. And to be specific, Mitchell, I put myself in situations that were extremely and excruciatingly uncomfortable. And to this day, I oftentimes sleep better if I am on the floor than if I am on the bed. Now, I'm not saying that you have to throw away your pillows and throw away your bed and and everything else and sleep down. But if you want to experience being uncomfortable firsthand, You need to be able to put yourself in situations such as that, whether that is working out something that I have been falling short of over the past year that I'm finding that strength again, I'm rebuilding my own confidence because confidence isn't always lasting. Sometimes it can disappear if you're not continuously practicing 
the formation of confidence. And what I mean by that is if you're not working out and if you're saying, hey, I'm going to get to the gym tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, eventually your own confidence and your physical well-being and your mental discipline starts to decrease and shrink. But you can see that your confidence is building in other areas that you're devoting time to. And so find the things that you need to develop confidence in and then make dedicated effort and take action every single day to become more confident. And if we were to talk about the conversation of confident in the unknown, specifically targeting, and I say specifically, but I'm trying to target a couple of different points about all of these different questions because they're great. And I love this format actually. So if you're concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow with my business, with my life, with my bills, with my uh, relationship, you need to stop thinking about that in a negative term. You have to go at it with this aggressive mentality of it will work out. At the end of the day, I know that any, no matter what comes my way, I am going to not react in a way that is sacrificing my power. You're either able to react or respond in a way of control, right? Some things are out of your control until they happen. And then your emotional responses, the ball is in your court. You can either blow up or you can maintain your cool and act with a level of logic. What is the solution to this problem? Now, regarding your business and relationship, take steps today that will put you in a good situation tomorrow because understand that your tomorrow is completely determined by the things and the actions that you do or do not take. If you're slacking off, then hey, you cannot expect your business to be built. And so it really comes from developing faith in yourself, not just confidence, but faith. Trusting that, yo, no matter what situation comes, and no matter where I am at in life, I have myself, which means that I have everything I need. That means that you will find a solution. You will find somebody that has the solution to what you have, right? Even if you're going and finding an opportunity or a job opportunity from somebody else, you are still the person who is going out of your way to find and seek out that person. You are seeking. You are being the person who is seeking after that person who is sought after or the opportunity that is sought after. So that is a, you know, kind of a long-winded answer to your question. Uh, yo, shout out to you, Hindsight. Make sure, guys, go ahead and listen to Hindsight everywhere, H-Y-N-E-S-I-T-E. Um, -E. Sorry, he has a, a, a orthodox way of spelling uh, Hindsight. It's not Hindsight, but rather it's a combination of Hindsight and Hinds. It's super unique. I, I love the kid. <coughs> Next up, we have Manoa. Now, the handle for Manoa was super long, and so it really doesn't make sense for me to uh, spell out, but this is from Twitter. How do you keep yourself focused despite all the crazy things happening in the world? Let me ask you a question. What things are going on, right? Uh, what, what things are going on that are <clears throat> preventing you from going after and building your own economy? If we're in a recession, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm in a recession. That means that the economy's in a recession. If we're in a pandemic, that doesn't mean that I'm in a pandemic. That means that everybody else who's focusing on the news is in a pandemic. And here's the thing, I'm not saying to disregard what's happening and, and what is going on around, around the world today in an act of, yo, I don't care. But understand that there are a lot of things regarding what is going on, right? Uh, and it would probably create a lack of confidence in you uh, about a variety of different things, whether that's the government, whether that's healthcare providers, whether that's you know the people around you. Uh, and you cannot control a lot of it. You can't control. You can only control the things that are in your current circle, your arm's reach. If it is outside of your arm's reach, you might be able to influence something and, and cause a ripple effect. But at the end of the day, 
If you're focusing and dwelling on everything around you and the uncertainty, then you're taking away from yourself the things that you should really be doing today. That it, You are directing and, and diverting your focus towards something that is not going to result in a benefit to you. So that means that, yes, all of the crazy things are happening in the world, but just because something is happening out there to that person doesn't mean that it has to affect you. The entire point of getting into business and to doing these things is to build yourself to get to this point in this situation in life to where you can help those around you without having to deplete your own energy. You start out with 100% just like you're charging your phone and by the end of the day you open up more apps, you have more interactions, you do more things, you work longer hours, you work out, etc, etc. That 100% is going to decrease down to 10% and then 0%, and then you have to recharge for the night. <clears throat> Fantastic question. And then finally, this is from Elysia on Instagram. What should I do in my early 20s? You should have experiences. Now look, I'm not gonna tell you to go out and get a job and all this other stuff and you know to not go to college. You have to make these decisions for yourself. But here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that you have to experience and you have to put yourself out there. You have to develop yourself as an individual, a man or a woman, as a person. You need to be investing in a lot of personal development. You need to be reading more books. You need to be listening to more podcasts. You need to be targeting these areas of your life that you know you need improvement on. I needed help in sales. Guess what? I got Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. I started studying sales. I listened to you know other uh, forms of audio and other trainings, right? From multi-level marketing sales to uh, specific e-commerce sales. And I was targeting those areas of my life that I needed to grow. And so in your early 20s, you need to do everything in your power to experience and develop yourself. You need to go and put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, right? Going way back to, uh, you know, the answer of confidence. Putting yourself in uncomfortable situations are going to increase your level of confidence, which is going to build and develop more faith in yourself at the end of the day. And so that is what you should be doing. I put myself in a ton of different situations to where now if I was to fly across the world with a one-way ticket, I would be freaking excited because I know that I'm going to do just fine because I've been in that situation before, right? There was a point where I didn't have a, a, a ticket home back to the States. I was going to either close a client in France or I was going to go ahead and retire to the French countryside. I was either going to figure a way back home when I flew out to Bakersfield, California or a place to stay, or I was going to be homeless, right? You have to do things that is like this do or die mentality. And in your early 20s, you need to be doing more of that. You need to be limiting the negative influences around you. If you have friends that are smoking and drinking every single day, look, cut them out because if you're going to be around them, then that means that you're going to develop and start speaking like them. You're going to start thinking like them and you're going to start lowering your own energy to match their energy, which is just this very bad circle of life kind of thing to where, okay, I'm negative. I'm going to make jokes. Then you're going to be negative and make jokes. And then I'm going to be negative and make jokes. And it's really toxic. And you are going to be going down under and the next thing you know, it's like, you know, they consider that weed is the gateway drug. And, and from my own personal experience here, what happens is <clears throat> I might be at a party and somebody might pass you a joint. And then from there, you're going to see somebody else do something even worse. And then they're going to try to influence you. And you have to have the uh, basically self-awareness and the confidence in yourself to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And uh, like it or not, that's how the world is. The world is not like, um, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It is tough, it is rough, and it is a lot of times what you make it based around or based on the circumstances that you put yourself into. 
So hang out with the right people, people who are going to build you up rather than break you down. Talk about business rather than talking about casual hookups, talking about succeeding and building a life for yourself rather than, you know, what are you doing next Saturday, bro? You know, like, no, you need to actually do things and talk to people that are conducive to your success, finding people who have more success than you and studying what they have going on. Yes, it is okay to play games. It is okay to go, you know, travel and spend some time with friends. But if you're not doing the things throughout the week and during the other days that you're not hanging out with friends that are building you towards your next level, then you're going to really be missing out on a lot of opportunities and falling behind, not falling behind in, in particular to where other people are at life, but you're falling behind on where you want to be in your own life because of the expectations that you set for yourself. Play that back really, really quick. And so guys, <clears throat> how bad do you want it? And not in some super motivational way, but how bad is it that you want what you're visualizing in your head? How bad do you want that business? How bad do you want that career? How bad do you want that rap uh, affluence, right? That, that influence in the music industry. I've seen a lot of people say they want it, but to actually go out and get it, two sides of the coin. So this is the first ever Q&A episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you're viewing this on YouTube or even if you're listening to this, go to my YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, and if you have questions, shoot them over to me, leave a comment on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to do more of these episodes uh, based off of how you guys like this, because I want to make sure that I'm connecting with you and answering your questions and providing and pouring into you whatever it is I know that can be of service to you. So without further ado, be on the lookout for monologues every single Monday and interviews with awesome people every single Friday on your new favorite podcast, Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman. I'm your host. And uh, until next time, much love.